What it is, everybody? Welcome to episode 144 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether. You could call me Fish. With me, as always, my favorite sack of shit. Mickey Duff. Hello, everybody. Hello, Fish. How are you? You doing well? I'm pretty good. good. I'm pretty good. It's been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been a couple of days it's... since the last one. <laughs> I actually fell into a coma for the last few months. And that's why, that's why I've, um, I have no sense of time, don't know what happened. I'm Rick from The Walking, Walking Dead. Yeah, you're Rick. <laughs> Coral! Coral! <laughs> I've been at your bedside the entire time, yeah. waiting for you to wake up, and the first thing I said was, okay, we've got to do a podcast, let's go. And then, and then you fucked my wife, and oh, now yeah, I have to yeah. look after your kids. I did that, yeah. That's, that's the old, that's the old Walking Dead scenario, it's I'm scenario. pretty sure. <laughs> No, it's been like six months since we did a review, I think. The last one we did was The Mummy, which here I have right here was on June 20th. Holy fuck. That was ages ago. <laughs> Holy shit. It's ages ago, but doesn't feel that long ago. Like, it's been a crazy no. fucking year. I've been in America. You've moved in with a girl. Yeah, I moved in with a pretty girl who I like a lot. Um, oh. she's not in the room with me. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I was going to say, she's right next to you. Yeah, no, she's, that's, it's been hectic and it's, yeah, you're right. It's sort of just flashed. I think, I think, um, it just, we just got real busy real quick and it didn't really stop. And now it's the holiday season. It is the it holiday is the season, season. So we're giving you a present of our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving you the gift of our gab. Gabs, gobs, gobs whatever you yeah. want to Well, look, say. We, we did, we took some time. We took some time off because um, it was getting a bit hectic doing mm. a review every week. Um, we were finding it hard getting the time to see these movies and then form an opinion and then have a conversation and then edit a podcast. Like, it doesn't sound like it's a, a big process, but it takes time out of our lives where we're, you know, trying to make money. Yeah, trying to live. <laughs> you know, because we got to work as well. We don't get paid to do this. So. We're not sponsored by Loot Crate or Movement Watchers, and that's upsetting because every other podcaster is. Movement so watches. Loot Crate and Movement Watchers, <laughs> hit us up. Keep please, for, please. Keep, yeah. keep for some sponsorship, and then we'll do it every week because, by God, if we got sponsored for this, that would save our skin. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it, it's a lot of work. Like, it always... Like seeing a movie is a couple of hours long, but then it's like organizing to do this. That's another couple of hours. And then editing is a three to eight hour job, depending on how fucked the audio is. Yeah. So it, <laughs> Which often is, is pretty fucked. Yeah, it's, it gets pretty fucked. Always from my end too, because I don't have a fucking setup. So we apologize for the uh, radio silence, but there is a new Star Wars movie and we are going to talk about it. Fuck oath we're going to talk about it. My <laughs> God. Of all the movies, do you know how... like? I spent the other day, because I'm working six days a week at the moment, it's fucked up, but I spent, with my very precious time off, a whole day looking at Star Wars Last Jedi discussions, because <laughs> I had to, like, I just had to think about this movie. Yeah. Nothing has conflicted me more. This movie is just fucking my brain up. <laughs> but let's, let's hold off for just one sec. What have you been doing over the, over the past few months? What have, you been, what have you been up to? What have you seen? What I've been seeing? Well, there have been a few big movies that we um, didn't get the opportunity to discuss. So I guess we could go over them now. And like, yeah. We've always got to talk about the Marvel films, right? Yeah. So we, I think we both posted up a little written review of Spider-Man. A Spodemon, um, yeah. Back in the day, which feels like a fucking eternity ago now. Um, but there has also been Thor Ragnarok has come out. Have you seen Thor? That film was fucking lit. That film was amazing. Yeah. I loved it so much. Taika. 
<laughs> yeah. You get a good director in, it just makes all the difference. Like, Do you know why that film was good, though? Because it wasn't a Marvel film. It didn't feel like a Marvel film for a second. It felt like a good film by, like, oh, man. I fucking love that film. We've both been heard saying about how much we love the other Thor films. It's not much. <laughs> that's that's a low, yeah. Dark World could fuck right off. Did you know that our buddy Reese loves that movie? He loves Thor The Dark World. Reese, it's like Reese one of loves, his favorite. Reese loves everything I hate. Yeah, so that's true. that doesn't shock me at all. Yeah, I generally have a, a pretty uh, on point opinion with him, but not with that one. Sorry. Sorry, Reese. <laughs> Dark World sucked. But they have redeemed it with this one. Taika came in. Uh, you get this great Kiwi director. He's a quirky dude. Did that. What we... Uh, what is it? We live in... What's that? Shadows? What, we, what we do in the what shadows. We, what we do in the shadows. Boy. Hunt for the Wilder People. Like a really I, I've never seen Hunt for the Wilder People. Look, it's pretty good. I didn't think it was as funny as it could have been. But it is It is um, a great good. film. In, in, yeah. Because he just brings such heart. And like you, you just know he cares about his characters. And, yeah. And like he's taken this, this giant franchise and injected heart into it. Mm. And... And there are a lot of people like, oh, they've just made a mockery of the Marvel universe, yeah, like making it what a the comedy. Fuck it's was like, that? what are you talking about? All the best parts of the Marvel movies are when they're fucking funny. Mm. And the problem is, and my issue with a lot of Marvel films is that they uh, exist. But the other issue I have <laughs> is that the humor often feels really forced because it doesn't often feel like jokes. It feels like they're just poking fun at themselves and it gets to a point where it's like you do it 30 movies in and it's like, okay, I fucking get it. You're a superhero film. Please stop making note and note, like making it obvious that you are. And that always frustrates me because it's like, that's not humor. That's just, that's just a cheap laugh. But with Thor Ragnarok, I felt like I was like, holy shit, this is actually a comedy. Like this is a well-written comedy mm. with, with good bits. But the difference is, nobody criticizes the other Marvel films, but everyone came out and was grilling Thor Ragnarok. They're like, yeah, it's just a comedy. It doesn't take itself seriously. I'm like, are you kidding me? This movie is more captivating and like entertaining than the past six films that have come out by Marvel. Like, fuck me, I loved it. I loved it so much. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker though. I do love Taika. Like, yeah. I, was, I had heavy bias going in. I was like, come on, baby, let's do it. 80s. Got that 80s, yeah. that 80s stuff going on. Let's do it. Yeah, it had it just had a really cool, fun feel, which I feel, yeah. um, you know, superhero movies really need to take advantage of. And look, I'm I'm always down for a, a stupid, funny romp, and that's what they gave me. I don't think I loved it as much as you did, but I I definitely felt like it was a breath of fresh air um, mm. in this oversaturated superhero um, onslaught that we've got going on at the moment did you see yeah. justice league yeah i saw that piece of hot garbage <laughs> hot garbage so is that better than cold garbage man i fucking hated that film oh, so much really like i i i've actively avoided seeing movies i don't want to see because it actually has helped my stress reduce significantly <laughs> and i saw that because i was like i have to see it like i can't not see it yeah. and i was physically upset in the film like i was writhing in my seat because i was like i've got to get out of here man like i've never wanted to leave a cinema more it was just so boring like it was so boring and it was like a like a frankenstein like of a film it was just 
Zack Snyder one minute, Joss Whedon the next, mm. but but nothing made sense and nothing connected. It was really weird and strange, and I wanted to watch Batman v Superman. Like that's what I felt. I was like, where's where's Batman v Superman? I know, right? Which is saying something because that was one of the most hated films of all time. Yeah. Really, I did enjoy it when I watched it. I must say, like I walked out of it like, oh, that was that was better than I expected it was going to be. Like I, I was kind of excited for it. Like I'm always down for some Batman, so. And I, I really enjoy um, Batfleck. So seeing that was cool. And I was mostly excited about how they were going to bring Superman back, which is where I feel they really fucking failed. <laughs> yeah, because, it was um, nothing. Like, was I'm not going to go and spoil this one too much, but like when him coming back was underwhelming, would you say? Yeah, it, it was. It was underwhelming. But that, like, I don't know, every ass element of it was a little underwhelming. Like, the characters didn't really bounce off each other much. No, there they was... didn't They didn't feel Avengers-y. Like, it didn't have that gel that Joss Whedon nailed in uh, the first Avengers. And people are saying, like, is it because they didn't get their, their separate movies first and come into them? And in some ways, maybe. I will say that I, I was impressed by the portrayal of the other characters because I was a little bit worried about Flash. I was a little bit worried about Cyborg. Cyborg as a character doesn't interest me at all. Um, me but neither. I found that the guy who played it and what they gave him in this film like piqued my interest and I am now kind of keen for a solo film to see more about that character. Um, I really liked Aquaman. I thought um, Momoa really just makes that a fucking cool character but he just they just don't get enough screen time because this is an ensemble piece and yeah and it's all it's more about bringing the team together and bringing back superman um whereas i was more interested in like the atlantis actually watching yeah like a, a justice league film i will say that i i was initially impressed by the bad guy that steppenwolf even though he's just a cg mess of a thing but I was like, fuck, like they can't beat this thing. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like he, he was pretty badass to start with. Like in the first act of the film, he's just fucking shit up. He goes and like fucks up all those Amazons. And like yeah, we see Amazonians, now like full yeah. on they are in Wonder Woman. So I was very sort of impressed. I'm like, fuck, well maybe DC will have a decent uh, villain. And that's where they're going to get one up on Marvel here. And then he disappears for the rest of the film and gets beaten super easily because Superman comes back and he's... OP. OP, nerf soup. God damn. And yeah. like, yeah, it was also, I found to be like a technical disappointment in every regard. No aspect of this film looked good. No, and Zach's, Why do they keep bringing Zack Snyder back, by the way? He's not good. Like, he's not <laughs> a good director. He did 300 and he got lucky. That's how I feel like with 300. Like when I see 300, I'm like, this is good. And it's good because you got lucky, man. Like, that's a simple concept. The story's written. You just got to go in and make it look badass. And that's what he did. And then they gave him Batman v Superman, and it wasn't very good. And I don't know. It just felt weird. I was like, why would you give him another film? He clearly can't do it. He didn't do well. I don't know. Like, I, I kind of... I'm upset by the backlash that Bat v Supes got because I like the darker feel. Like, that movie was almost a political thriller, you know what I mean? Like it, it had a lot yeah. of depth to it and the extended version of it really added to that. And I, I, yeah. I liked it a lot more, but because it got so fucking shit on, they've really just gone to the Marvel yeah. template 
and they got scared whereas that like the reason none of the dc movies have been great to me like i didn't mind wonder woman it was i, I don't think it's as good as everyone said it was but it was a good film for some reason, Batman v Superman really talks to me and it's the one that I go back to the most. Even Suicide Squad, I was excited to go back and watch it. Um, I did. I didn't it's, hate Suicide Squad. It's, it's, it's just nice because that was slightly different to a Marvel yeah. film and now they're making Marvel films. It's like, no, that's not right. It obviously hasn't because I feel like Justice League got shit on almost as much as uh, Batman v Supes. The only reason it's not as big is because people expected it to suck. You know? Yeah, I yeah I know what you mean. I definitely I definitely know what you mean. It was it was weird, very disappointing though. I, I didn't enjoy it. I uh, did you see Did you see Dunkirk? I did see Dunkirk. So I was in uh, I was working at the summer camp when Dunkirk came out. So while we were at the summer camp, we got five days off for the whole fucking two months that Are I was you serious? there. We got five days off, and uh, so it was basically a, a day a week. You could go and do whatever you wanted, and there was nothing around this camp there was nothing like within an hour and there was no way to get out unless you somehow like bargained with somebody who owned a car to take you into town <laughs> so i sucked a few dicks to get some cars um but i i ended up um there was a city that there was a uh, a cinema about an hour away and almost every one of my days off, I went to go see a movie because it was summer. There was all these big movies <laughs> yeah. came out. I went to see Spider-Man, which I liked. And then um, I saw Dunkirk and I, I really enjoyed it because it's very Nolan. It's very um, fucking pretty. It's like the sound work in that movie is oh just God. mind blowing. But I watched it on this really tiny screen and I found it really hard to follow Really? A lot of it, like a lot of the characters looked the same, um, you know. Like yeah, the three... that's a that's a that's a fucking Nolan thing too. Yeah, it really like, is. He does and that? I don't understand yeah. why it keeps happening, but like whatever. It's yeah, I I was blown away by it, and I and I really enjoyed it. So I saw it with a friend, and he was just like absolutely mind blown. Like I think you were, and he walked out like, oh my god, it's the best thing ever. I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And I'm like, Dark Knight's still my favorite Nolan film, but he um, was like just so pissed off at me for not like loving it. He was like, that's a five out of five, man. That's the best film of this year and all that. And I don't know. I just didn't feel it. But then as I was leaving America, I stopped in LA for a couple of days and you know, the, um, the, uh, Grauman's Chinese theater, like the famous Yeah. Yeah. The one. massive, the real famous one. Yeah, yeah. With all the, um, the handprints in the concrete yeah. and the star, the Hollywood walk of fame and all that. They've got this giant... They've turned that into this giant IMAX. Holy shit. And um, you could go in and watch a movie in it and fucking Dunkirk was playing. And so you don't not go and see a movie at the Chinese theater, you know? So yeah. I was like, fuck it, I'll go watch Dunkirk again. And then I got it. Because <laughs> I watched yes. it on an IMAX screen. And because it was like, you know, five times the size, I could actually distinguish the characters from each other. <laughs> and yeah, I just really got into it. I loved Tom Hardy's character. I loved the whole, oh man, how it like cuts back and forward. It's fucking amazing. Time. It's like so It's just good. a fucking well-crafted film. But I cannot, cannot praise enough the sound work in that film. It is the best I've ever heard. The best. It's, um, it's unbelievable. I think it's the second best I've ever heard. The best, I'll tell you in a sec, also okay. maybe this year. But holy shit, that film is fucking phenomenal. And it doesn't do a drop of blood. It mm. isn't an action film. It mm. isn't, it's, it's a straight up thriller. And 
your heart is pounding the whole way through it. Like you I was on the edge of your seat. Yeah. You were like, holy fuck the whole time. And it does such a fantastic job. The fucking sound design is phenomenal. The pacing is phenomenal. Every element of that film. Like the music is basically mind. a ticking clock. <laughs> it's yeah, just like it a is. clock going over and it slows down and comes back and slows down. Oh, it's so I well saw done. It, I saw it in VMAX as well. Yeah, nice. um, And I, there's no other way you could see that film. It's like, a big movie. You need to watch it. Because when you hear that, the roar of those planes fly over mm. and you're hearing it from one side of the fucking room you are genuinely like, holy shit, oh no, I am terrified. Like that film throws you in. It's yep. like, yep, there you go. You're in the thick of it. Congratulations. God damn, it was good. The first best sound design I've ever heard was Blade Runner 2049, which was fucking top dollar, mate. That film was so good. My God, did you see it? Yeah, it was all right. Oh, what? Did you like it? <laughs> I've quickly forgotten it, to be honest. I think we've like talked about this a little bit, but I'm not particularly a fan of Blade Runner. I think it's super yeah. overrated. Me too. It is a good film. Don't get me wrong. Like, it is a great film, but I don't understand why it has such a fan following. Um, I did go back and watch the original Blade Runner again and and got into it a little bit more than I have on other viewings before seeing this one. And... I um I don't know I I think it was too long, maybe is probably my. It's biggest a long quote. film. It's a long film. It feels like a long film too. Yeah. I I I think what they I, I it matches the first though because the first is a thirty minute plot as my friend Matt says. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Stretched it's... to a ninety minute film. And so Blade it felt it felt like the original. Like he's they've done yeah. a really good job with recreating the feel of the world and the, I guess the pacing, and I and I thought um. Gosling was pretty good. I thought he took it up and it was great to see um, Han Solo. I mean, <laughs> Harrison Ford back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, I think I, I thought it was a great looking film and it was well made and I, I don't remember loving the sound, but I don't remember hating it. So it, I uh, thought it was, oh man, I fucking loved it. The use of synth and shit just blew my mind. Mm. Fuck me. I, I don't know. I really liked it. I don't like the first one very much, but I really, really enjoyed it. 2049 I, I it was such a good slow burner of a film it's one of yeah. those films though like i couldn't imagine seeing that if i had things to do for the rest of the day like yeah if i had to organize my day and saw that i would be like why the fuck is this taking so long you know <laughs> i think i liked the first one better though um, wow which you know fair. i didn't and i didn't really like the first one that. all that much so I, i've heard that fans are pretty um happy with it i think mm. so it's done its job it's just not for me. <laughs> Beautiful cinematography too. It should be up for it should be up for um, an Oscar for cinematography. Well, cinematography wise, I think it should be because it had um, fucking amazing. What's his name? That real good. Roger Deakins, yeah. the Deeks. The Deeks. Yeah, he's very he pretty looking. Movie. Killing it. Um, Dunkirk looked great too. Yeah, Dunkirk was great. Was that him again? No, I don't think so. It's um, too because Roger Deakins always uses like really minimal lighting. Like you, you can always mm. tell it's a Deakins film because he's like you can see like the nose of a character and nothing else. Yeah. That's what he does. It's fucking weird, but it looks <laughs> awesome. Did you see it? Yo, yeah, I did see it. That was fucking cool. It I really great. enjoyed it. That was a great film. I wasn't scared through it. I didn't think it was scary, but I, I legit enjoy, I enjoyed every second of that film. Like, it's really, yeah. It's really funny. I found like some people haven't really been affected with it too much. Um, the scares wise, and other people are just absolutely terrified by it. The one thing I liked about it was it was, you know, this um, basically a, a, a kid drama with 
hectic horror. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not I wouldn't actually call it a full on horror film, but when the horror is going, it is fucking on. Like mm. he is crazy, man. Like eating kids' arms and shit. <laughs> like I did not expect that. But um my my girlfriend Beck, she actually was crying. She was so scared really? at one point. At the bit that's in the basement, so if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's a spooky bit. Yeah, yeah I saw Shana um, and she was shitting her pants the whole time. Yeah. It, you, you like, I didn't, yeah. like, you know, I watched horror movies, so I didn't find it overly scary, but I, mm. I was unnerved by this creature. Like, I thought it was a really, a really good design for the creature, and the guy playing it just nails it. And the kids are great. It's got the, you know, channeling Stranger Things. You got the kid from Stranger Things. Just a really good film, and it actually comes out on Blu ray in a couple of days, so I'm going to go buy it. It's, yeah, it's a genuinely well-written film and it's really enjoyable. Like, it's just, it just is good. It just makes me happy that, you know, we've got a mainstream horror film now. Yeah. Like, mainstream doesn't get a lot of horror. Like, we don't get big releases of of big horror films as much anymore. You know, they tried to bring back Saw with Jigsaw, which wasn't that good. That and Paranormal Activity were kind of like the last regular horror releases and we're not really seeing that anymore. So to get such a big, critically acclaimed, huge budget film in it is is good for cinema, awesome. I think. Like, yeah. Because oh, people so fucking loved it, man. Like, everybody was talking about it when it came out. Yeah, it was huge. And, like, it's just well done. I think it's just a great film. Like, it's not just, a like, a popular film. It's a well-done film, and that's the best sort of movie, is one that does well in cinemas with audiences but also does well critically because you go fuck yeah it's killing it there's a scene in that film where he pops out of the fridge and that is the best scene in the whole film like i got goosebumps i was like that is fucking amazing (laughs) he's like time to float and i'm like oh like you're floating so good i bought like three uh it t-shirts after seeing that movie (laughs) <laughs> I, I've read so much lore about it and found out that the reason he scares the fuck out of them is because it makes the flesh taste better. And I just mm. love the concept. Like, that scared the shit out of me. I was like, yeah. holy fuck, that whole movie isn't he scares them because he can't eat them unless they're scared. He's scaring them because it he wants better. them to taste good. <laughs> I'm like, that's well, fucked up. It's such a good idea for a monster, like something feeding on your fear like that. I've read half of the book. I found it really hard to get through. Um, I'm not particularly a fan of Stephen King's writing. I think mm. he's really hard to read, but I do like his concepts. And every time I try, I, I'm like, fuck, I just, he just explains everything about this backstory about every fucking character. Like yeah. in it, I'm pretty sure there's a backstory about the librarian, which has nothing oh to do God. with anything. And that pisses me off. But anyway, I got far enough into the book that I knew some of the things that were happening in the movie, but not far enough that it's kind of ruined for me, if you know what I mean. In the book, it jumps back and forward between them being adults and being kids. And I kept waiting for them to become adults in this film. Me too, me too. And it, you know, it doesn't happen. And obviously there's going to be a sequel and that's probably what that's going to be, which I kind of like more. I like this sequence, at least where we were able to really connect with these characters. And maybe that's why I didn't really get into the book as much because it does jump backwards and forwards. So I was... You know, it's different different times and different feelings and different um, character traits. And I, I just wasn't able to just connect. But that is exactly what happened watching this film. Mm. Um, actually, I, when, I was I in, was uh, when I was in LA again, um, just leaving, 
America, I, I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard and I seen this giant haunted house. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, it looked like it actually looked like a legit, like just derelict house, house that yeah. had just hadn't been knocked down. But they'd actually built the It house and it Holy was fuck. like a maze that they were doing to promote the film. And it was free. You could go and just do it. And this little kid in a, um, in a rain jacket and the balloon takes you through the house and it's like a few scenes from the film in it. And it was fucking awesome. It was so good because I was kind of keen for the movie, but then I seen I went and did that thing and I was just super hyped. And by the time that I got back to Australia and it came out, I was just like, you'll float too. You'll float too. <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get on to Star Wars, I wanted, I've got two little topics that I want to talk about that have come to my attention um, in the last six months. And one is just recently, actually, I want to know how you feel about Disney buying Fox. Okay. Well, I think it's fucking disgusting and <laughs> I don't agree with it at all. They own 40% of the US media. They own 40% of American film and television, which means they own 40% of Australian film and television. Yeah, that's it. And that's fucked up. You cannot do that. They're going to create a fucking monopoly. That's what they're doing. They're just buying out competition. Disney shouldn't own our entire fucking media. It doesn't... That, there's a huge issue with that. That's a massive issue. Yeah. Disney films already at cinemas, at Vicky Point, so Cineplex in Australia, they charge $5 for regular tickets. But if it's a Disney film, you have to pay $7. Really? Because Disney films cost more. Really? No bullshit. The That's deal they have with Disney, bullshit. it's fucked up. But they have to do it because Disney films bring in all their profit. Mm. And that already is fucked. You can't do that. It's creating a fucking monopoly. 40% by one company is disgusting. Did you hear what they did to the LA Times? Where the LA Times came out, wrote an article a few months ago where they were like, Disney are straight up bribing the government. They fucking run the government in Anaheim. They throw money at everyone to get what they want. It's disgusting. It was a very legitimate thing. Completely true. Do you know what Disney did? They cut the LA Times from reviewing any Disney films. From going to any... That's... Straight up a violation of freedom of press. You can't do that. That's fucked up. Yeah. You cannot just rip like, and so what everyone did was go, fuck you. You're not allowed to do that. We'll remove you from every single Academy Award show we have. They were going to cut them from the Oscars. They weren't going to get, allow anyone to review their films. They weren't going to give them any press attention at all. Mm. So Disney brought back the LA Times, but bullshit. It didn't like it with Disney said, sorry. They just did it because they wanted Star Wars to get fucking critical acclaim. Yeah. That's why they fucking did it. Now they own 40% of the market. If you look at the last Jedi scores on every single reviewer, like professional critic page, they are five out of five, five out of five, four out of five, nine out of 10, 95% by is, every single yeah, critic. It is loved. It's, it's getting fucked loved by up. It's fucked up. Anyway, that's how I feel. How do you feel by it? Well, I, I think it's bullshit as well. I, I feel really disappointed that this is where it's going. I don't hate Disney. I think what Disney does is good media-wise. Like they, They've taken Star Wars and made it into what I think is turning into a better thing. They've you know taken Marvel and made it into this big thing. By being in control of all that sort of stuff, they can kind of steer it a bit better. But you do need competition. Now... This basically means that all those Marvel characters that they've been need wanting for years, like all the X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that sort of thing, 
are coming back into this universe. And I kind of liked that they weren't. It was just nice having separate. And like now it's only going to be Disney making superhero movies basically because, you know, uh, DC films are dwindling. Um, I know we're going to get an Aquaman movie soon, but like who knows how long that's going to go on for. And they're not doing good stuff. So whereas at least Fox every now and then would come out with a gem. Uh, so I'm, I, I just, I, I just don't like it. Like, I just don't like what you're saying. Like 40% of Hollywood is now Disney. Like the, who's left <laughs> fucking universal and paramount. It's, you know, it's the, it's, it, it is honestly like the death of culture in a lot of ways, which I know is a big statement, but Disney, yeah, they do great stuff and they know quality and they know how to bring in audiences, but it's one company. Yeah, One company. that's mainly people see like, you know, just the fun movies that they bring out and they do bring out mm. great, like they own Pixar as well. Like fucking hell, they own everything. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, cool. They're going to bring out fucking put Deadpool with Marvel, put Wolverine with Marvel. It's not about the stories. They're not, they didn't spend $50 billion to put Wolverine with the Avengers. Get mm, yeah, real. Right. They did it to cut competition and to rule the fucking media market. They dominate them. It's just fucked. They can't, they shouldn't be running a monopoly and they're about to. It doesn't take much. If they th- literally had enough money, $50 billion, they just th- they threw know, that at them. right? And, and, was, and they took on all Fox's debt as well, which yeah, they... They didn't, they didn't suffer a single loss. They didn't suffer a single loss. That was not a, oh, this is a risk. They went, let's see, we'll just keep rising that pr- raising that price till we fucking get them. That's all it was. That's all it was. And they just did it when they got them. They're like, yep, thanks. Yeah, they did it with Marvel, thing. did it with Star Wars. I, I reckon Star Wars was, was the one. The moment they realized they could buy Star Wars, they were like, all right, we can, we can buy anything we want. Mm. The moment they did that, they're like, we can do this now. Because what was Star Wars? It was like $4 billion. 15, 15 billion. Oh, was it? Holy crap. Yeah, it was. Oh, I think so. It was a lot of money. It was an unbelievable amount of but money. But then, you know, then there's this, which is what, like 40, 50 billion. billion. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's just fucked up. How is that even a number? It's just so... Yeah. And it's just fucked up. And like, what they do now is they just make... They just make the stuff, put in all the paint by numbers, and they go, yep, I don't care if it's bad or good anymore. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if their films are good. All that matters now is that they make them. But the thing is, like, like, most of the time their films are good, though, I could say. Like, at least of a decent quality. Yeah, they do meet a, a certain amount of... Like, a certain quality, but... I don't know. It's not I don't know. Healthy. I couldn't tell you the last bad Disney film. What what would that have been? Um, I don't know. I just it, it's just scary. It's just it's a capitalism is there so businesses can thrive and competition is there so businesses compete and then therefore and, need and to do better. And they're kept honest as well by competition. Yeah. But but if there's no competition, they can charge what they want. They can hire who they want. It's just fucked up. It's fucking scary. Holy shit. Well, I've also heard that they're talking about buying fucking Netflix as well. Like, oh my God. If that happens, Netflix is probably the only other powerhouse that's, you know, and they've just risen from the ashes of all these other, you know, these dead mediums. But I do have something I want to talk about Netflix and just like the evolution of a film these days. Like I saw a really great movie the other day called Only the Brave. I heard it's amazing. Yeah, really, really good about firefighters fighting bushfires in America. And um, directed by the guy who did Tron Legacy, um, Joseph Kaczynski or something like that. I I really like him as a director and I've um, Mm. I've kind of been following his journey. He went from Tron to 
Oblivion with Tom Cruise um, to this, which is a completely different film, um, more of a you know straight drama. And um, I was really impressed by it. But I could only find one cinema that was playing it around me. And it only had a, a couple of sessions on. And this was just before Star Wars came out. So now Star Wars is out. So it's basically dead. <laughs> like nobody's going to go see this movie when Star Wars is there. And especially when you can't find a cinema to watch it in. That makes me really sad because at, you know, back in the day, what would have happened is a movie like that would, you know, get a limited screening. A few people would see at the movies and nobody would really talk about it until it got a DVD release. And then it gets, you know, it has a bit of a surge with uh, home rental yeah. stuff. You know, obviously your, uh, your video easies and blockbusters and that are all you They're know, pretty dead. much dead. They're fucking um, dead, man. So that's not a, not a thing anymore. I know you can still, you know, rent on iTunes and, and do all that sort of thing. And a lot of people do, but the majority of uh, home video these days is Netflix, right? Uh, yeah. or, or some sort of streaming service. And that's great. Like we've been on record saying how cool it is that this has become a thing. It makes it more accessible for filmmakers to get their stuff seen because people aren't actually, you know, buying your movie specifically. They're paying subscription and they have access to all of it. It's a great, a great system. But I'm starting to see a flaw in this system and that's in the Netflix originals because the Netflix originals yeah. are fucking good. <laughs> Like generally they're, they're making really good content. So now all Netflix is really pushing is their it's stuff. Their own, yeah. It's fucked up. Hey, um, yeah. which, you know, like good on them. They've, they've built this empire and they, and they should be able to do that sort of thing. But where, like, let's say only the brave comes out on Netflix in a couple of months, it will be buried in their archives you know, <laughs> I yeah, doubt it no, will even right. be any kind of advertising for it. So again, nobody will know what it is. Nobody will watch it, but there'll be the new season of The Punisher that everybody's getting behind. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, it actually has, it's upsetting me that this great film isn't going to get any, the any, acclaim any it deserves. Of, yeah. And even like your other ones, like Stan, like it's all about originals now. They, they're yeah. pushing their originals. And, like you got it because that's what they're selling their their service for. You, like you only go to Stan to get Wolf Creek, or you go yeah. to Netflix to get Narcos. You know, it's it's just what it is. And but it is kind of killing the magic that that was bringing. Like you know, when Netflix sort of first came out, there was only a couple of Netflix originals, and like you would get it for those, and then be like, okay, what else is there? But now there's just a plethora. Like I can't keep up with it. Yeah, it's scary, but I think it's it'll. Again, the, the benefit is though, Netflix has to compete with Stan and Presto and whatever else in America. And that is sort of allowing filmmakers, while yeah, it's killing people who are making films straight for the cinemas. But if they, you know, get funding from Stan rather than Netflix and they have a market and they have a new field, it's just... Yeah. Like it's not a bad yeah. thing at all. It was just an issue that I've... I've was thinking mm. about the other day, especially because of such a great film. Um, no, I, I totally get it. It's, it's, it, oh man, the, the business is, is fucked up. It is really fucked up. It's scary how, how much it, it, it's changing and how it's developing because it's, it's the darkest timeline level sort of shit. Well, at the moment, it's, it's, there's almost too much content. Like I'm, yeah. It's it, there's this mad rush to get things made, and and there is good quality stuff getting done. Um, and this is why I've always just kept to cinema because it's simple. 
<laughs> there's like yeah. one or two movies a week. I can generally keep up with them. And if I don't want to watch it, I don't watch watch it. But like I go on Netflix now and like I don't, I, I still have barely any time to do anything these days. But I, on the rare time that I have an hour or so spare, I'll sit down and go through Netflix. And I'm like, oh man, there's just so much stuff. Where do I fucking start? Like I only just watched Stranger Things for the first time. A couple of months ago. Did you see season two? Uh, no, not yet. I've, yeah, I was... don't, don't bother, man. Oh, really? Okay. Fuck, I love season one, but season two is just... I watched the first episode of season two. I didn't mind it so far, but I will oh, finish yeah, it. Just, just wait till episode three, and then it'll just disappoint you unbelievably <laughs> okay. every fucking episode. Because it goes from being a oh. ten-part miniseries to a fucking TV show where they're trying to suck the life out of it. Because they're like, we can keep this going for six seasons. Okay. That's the issue. <laughs> All right. I'll uh I'll let you know my opinion on that one when I get mm, there. Please um, do. But saying that, like I I just don't have time to watch a whole fucking season of a TV show anymore. Like I, that's and like I've always said this. This is why I like movies. It's like an hour and a half and I'm out. Um, yeah. But binge I, binge content is the new thing. Yeah, and I'm like I'm so behind with all of that sort of stuff because that's all everyone talks about. Is yeah. you know the new narco season, the new uh, Stranger Things season, and um, I'm like, oh, sorry guys, I'm only up to episode two. <laughs> Forgive me. Yeah, but I did watch this movie last night, and they're like, what? It's called Only the Brave. You should see it. They're like, nah, that's not shit. Nah, <laughs> I, I, I gotta leave my couch for that. I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. Let's jump into it. Yes, please. Star Wars. Okay. Well, like as you brought up before, uh, this movie is critically acclaimed. But funnily enough, if you go onto like Metacritic or uh, Rotten Fuck Tomatoes, up. the user score is significantly lower. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see where we're going to fall in line with this. How did you see it? Where did you see it? So at the midnight, midnight screening, didn't go to VMAX. I've been very strapped for time, so I didn't think I could make it. But I was like, "Fuck it, Star Wars, I have to go." Yeah. And I went to like 3.30 in the morning and I was like, holy fuck, that was long. <laughs> yeah. um, so I saw it there. What about you? Did you see the midnight? I did see it at midnight, but not the midnight screening. <laughs> what? What did you do? <laughs> okay, so I like I needed to see it in IMAX, right? Yes. And IMAX only has the one screen and it's Star Wars, so it sold out like crazy. I could still get tickets to the midnight screening, but they were like right down the front and in IMAX, that's just stupid. And I'm like, you only get to watch this movie for the first time once. I'm going to just find a, a good time that I could go and get a decent seat. They were basically doing sessions around the clock. And yeah, I, I went to one of them. I didn't go to VMAX, sorry. I went, it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But did you go on the Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, so the Wednesday, you, did, you went to the mid, midnight screening, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you go midnight like Thursday? I went midnight Friday. <laughs> What the fuck, man? <laughs> because it was the only time that I could get a center seat Holy to shit. fucking watch this movie, and I, so I had to I had to do literally forty eight hours of just media, you know, social media silence yeah. and avoiding all my friends who did go to the Wednesday midnight screening. Um, but I had to see it in IMAX, and I'm fucking glad I did because it looked so good on that massive screen, and um, it was still packed still packed like the cinema was full at midnight on friday night and um so i had the same deal like i didn't get out until i didn't get home till four and um i had to work the next morning so that was stupid but yeah uh it was it was a good feel um a good crowd and this is the thing i love about star wars and this is i like you know when we started this star wars thing i wasn't anywhere near 
No, like, I didn't know. even know that Palpatine was the fucking emperor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went back and listened to our, our uh, Phantom Menace review a couple of months ago. And I and, and there's a bit where I'm like, yeah, this, that Palpatine, he's, he's somebody, right? He turns and you're just like, oh my God, I just forget how much you haven't seen these movies. But that's where I was. Like, I, I just didn't yeah. have the fandom that you did. Like, you grew up with this shit. I yeah, didn't. I'm true. a Jurassic Park guy. That's what I did. But God damn, am I into it now? It's actually disgusting how much of a Star Wars nerd I've become. And Good. Everyone laughs at me, because, like all my fa- friends and family who know me, because I've always been the Star Wars. Nah. You know, it's the one nerd thing that I never got into, and fucking hell, I've fallen down that hole. Look, like, look how far you've fallen. Oh, good oh, god, man. man! I've read almost all of the new canon uh, <laughs> EU books. One in particular, I'm, I really want to talk about, which I'll bring up later. But yeah, I'm way into that. Like. I fucking was like at JB at fucking nine o'clock in the morning to pick up Battlefront 2 so I could have that story, you know, Iden's oh, story coming like because they actually had a fucking story mode for a change. And I was so excited because it's canon and I get it. And it's just like, oh man, it's disgusting. I've even been watching the Clone Wars fucking cartoon because it's still canon. You Which know, one? Like, the animated series? Yeah. Oh yeah, the animated cartoon. The cartoon, actual cartoon is done by the same guys that did Samurai Jack. And it's the best shit ever. Oh, Fuck, nice. it's good. I'm hyped. I was excited. I love just getting caught up in this shit. And like, I know so much of the backstory of these characters and stuff now that I'm, I'm so deep I can't get out. Like the other day I rolled my ankle hardcore, like just stupidly stepping off a ledge in my front yard. Um, but I couldn't walk for like a day or two. So I sat on the fucking couch reading Star Wars books and comics and fucking just, <laughs> oh my God, it's an obsession and I love it. So yeah, I understand. Looks- I understand why you get so excited now. It's, um, man, I, I got to show you my Star Wars collection. I got so many figurines and shit. You get wet. Oh, I'm impressed. Fuck. I, um, yeah, it's crazy shit. They're all in boxes. I had them all as kids, as a kid. Oh, they're your old ones? Yeah, yeah, I've got like, I got ones from like the prequels and original. It's crazy. It's it's so much. I'm probably gonna, I wanna like, if I have a kid, keep it, but there's some stuff in there that's just like collectors, memorabilia Mm. shit. And I'm looking at selling it because I'd make bank. But yeah, let's jump in. Let me tell you the story. Let me fill you in with the story here. Oh, do we? Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. All right. So, so Ray's with Luke. Luke's pretty reluctant, but ends up going to train Ray to be a Jedi. But he's Luke isn't the Luke we know. He's real, um, he's real salty about the Jedi. He doesn't really like him. In the meantime, the, fir- the First Order are closing in on the Resistance hard, and they're trying to track him down. What ends up happening is they fuck the Resistance up. Leia ends up in a coma. And so Hodor, Holdor, I don't know her name. Um, Holdor. Pur- pur- purple hair. She takes, she takes control and she's now the, the leader of the resistance but refuses to tell every, anyone her plan. So Poe thinks she's fucking the resistance over and decides to take things in his own hands. So he gets Finn and random girl Rose to travel to a planet to find a hacker who can destroy the First Order's tracking system that is tracking the resistance through hyperspace. So they go off and do that. Turns out Purple Hair isn't evil. She's actually setting up to have everyone uh, escape onto a planet that will um, util- they'll utilize as their new base. Meanwhile, she's going to like kamikaze herself into the first order ship. Anyway, this whole time, they end up getting to the planet. It's such a choppy timeline. The whole time though, 
Luke's teaching Ray. Turns out uh, Luke is the reason Kylo Ren is made because uh, Luke saw that Kylo was a real bad dude and for a second there thinks he can kill him but then decides not to. But to Kylo, he's like, what the fuck? You were going to kill me? So he goes evil. Luke is like not a Jedi anymore and Ray Ray decides that she's like, well, fuck this. Like the Jedi are fucked up. This is ridiculous. So she's like, I'm out of here. She's been talking to Kylo this whole time through the Force, and he, she's like, I'm gonna go meet him, so I reckon I can make him good. Ends up on Snoke's ship, meets Snoke. Snoke's like, well, time to die, bro. Kylo's like, nah, man, I love her, and kills Snoke out of nowhere. Uh, great scene. Anyway, they, they're there, teaming up, and then as everything's going one way, Kylo's like, dude, let's rule together, which is typical of Sith, and Rey's like, what, you fucking idiot? I'm not doing that. Leaves Kylo in the dust, goes to help her friends, um, in the resistance and so everyone's on the salt planet they're all getting fu the first order of fucking up the resistance luke comes out of nowhere you're like what what's going on why is luke here kylo's pissed he goes to kill him but he can't kill him then luke disappears because the whole time he was a force apparition and then luke dies on his planet and then they get away the resistance have enough time to escape and they fly off the end all right where do we start okay Okay. <laughs> let me just, let me just, I, I, I just want to, I want to, I want to do a bit of a compliment sandwich here. I want to start with some good. I want to go to some bad and then I want to go finish off with some good. Okay. Yeah. So the top bump, the compliment sandwich here, Kylo, Adam Driver is a unbelievable fucking actor. Mm -hmm. Like, holy shit, his storyline and with Luke and Ray is kick ass, man. I was so, like, that shit is so cool to watch. I loved it so much. That was just so awesome watching everything play out. Like, God damn it, Adam Driver just carries it. He's so good. Oh! His, his, and this goes back to where Kylo Ren has sort of come. Like, he is mm. the most interesting character to watch of all these new ones. He has such a great build-up because we still don't really know what he is. We understand that he's super fucking powerful. We know he wants to be Vader. He's not quite Vader because he doesn't have the discipline and, and he's getting torn between the uh, light and the dark, right? Mm -hmm. And I just love watching that. I just love tr him trying to figure out who he is in this galaxy. Like, he thinks he's Darth Vader, but he's not Darth Vader because he's, he's so torn, you know? There's so many times where... Yeah he does a good thing and makes us be like, yeah, Kylo. But then you're like, oh, but he's so fucking bad at the same time. You know, I, I really enjoy watching him and I am actually really happy that, you know, after that, uh, that scene that you talked about where he kills Snoke and fights off all these fucking guards with Ray and they have this cool team up moment. There's even like the awesome shot of them back to back. And it's like, Oh, here we go. And then he's still like, nah, but I'm going to still rule the galaxy. Like I'm not, I'm not a good guy. Like I, I just, I fought with I was, you for my benefit. <laughs> I was so disappointed by that. Really? Dis yeah. I, thought that was such a poor move on the writer's behalf like what part are you talking about so like this whole film i'm like watching ray and ray's like wants to be a jedi but then she's like what the fuck the jedi are fucked up maybe kylo isn't actually a bad dude and then you find out like kylo's uncle was gonna murder him in his sleep and you're like yeah no shit i do the same fucking thing bro and so like i this whole time i'm like yeah man and then ray's like nah man you don't get it like he just saw evil in you there's still hope 
and you're like, yes, something different. And they're fighting together and you're like, what the fuck? This is insane. And then he's like, he's like, come with me, like join me. And I'm like, yeah, okay. But then he's like, rule with me. And I'm like, what? Kylo has never wanted to rule. He just wants to like, he just fucking hates everyone. He's just full of angst. Like, I always saw him as like a character that just used the First Order for his own benefit. He wants to kill Luke Skywalker because he hates Luke Skywalker for what he did. He doesn't like his parents because he resents them for taking him to Luke Skywalker. He straight up like ruins good opportunities for the First Order to succeed in battle to get what he wants. He never gives a fuck. And then he even says, fuck the Jedi, fuck the Resistance, fuck the First Order. Like, let's just rule, like, let's just be together. And I'm like, yeah, but then to rule together, I'm like, that's out of character. Like, I would have found it far more appealing if Kylo was like, come with me, let's get the fuck out of here, we'll do our own thing. And then, like, Ray says no, and in, like, a fit of rage, like, you know, he's like, fuck you yeah. then. But instead he's like, rule with me. I'm like, this isn't any different to any other Star Wars film. This is exactly what Darth Vader said. It's exactly what the Emperor said. Like, it just, it just felt like a lot of red herrings to get to a point where I'm like, this character didn't develop. It's the same thing. I said I was going to start with a Cobblebed sandwich. And I've just gone straight to the back. <laughs> No, I look. I I totally disagree. I think that it is warranted. I feel that he does want to rule the whole like because that's what Vader was all about as well. You know, at least with mm. when he found Luke. Like it's it's it, we're mirroring Empire Strikes Back here. Him talking about was that no no that's Jedi. I don't know, but you know, talking basically saying like the systems are fucked, both of them. But he wants to rule the world in a be in a better way. Like that's why I think he believes in the First Order. Well, originally is because the way the world is being run right now, he doesn't agree with. And that's like, I've always thought that he wants to rule the world. Like he wants to be in charge and he's just sort of been working his way up. I thought he wanted to kill Luke also because he was the last Jedi. He wanted to be the only Jedi. Mm, I, I don't know. It was, uh, look, honestly, of all the issues I've had with the, with the film, like this one has been the one that people have disagreed with me the most on. So I... I, I kind of like think I may have just been coming from more of like a this is what I expected yeah, perspective okay. rather than like this is bad. Well, because see, I would have been much more pissed if he just became a good guy. I see. I never thought he would become a good guy ever. I neither I just did, well, neither did I, and that's why I would have been pissed. You know. Yeah, I I just wanted him to get the fuck out of there. You know, like mm. I I was more I was more expecting him to be like fuck all this. I'm getting out of here. Like I'm done. I'm oh, leaving. This is something that I really like about this movie and I've been noticing a lot more in the EU when you're reading about like smaller characters that not everything is just as cut and dry as good and bad. Um, mm. it's, not as, it's not as cut and dry even as Jedi, Rebels or First Order. You know what I mean? Like you get the Kylo Ren who's somewhere in between. He's all about his own agenda. And then you get... Um, even down, lower down the chain, you get like the thief guy, Benicio Del Toro, who fucks over um, Finn and that because it's beneficial to him. It's not that he's part of the First Order. He was never working for them, but it just, you know, he could get more money by fucking them over. So he's got his own agenda. He's not part of either faction. And I like that that's what this movie has been exploring is that the world is a little bit bigger than just these two things going at each other. I know, I know what you mean. It, it definitely ta it tackles those themes, doesn't it? It goes into them. I just wish it went down a path where it actually, like, those themes had meaning, I guess. Because Ray, 
is still a fucking Mary Sue. She just ends up being the same character. And in a way, Kylo ends up being the same as well. And that's what frustrated me. I'm like, don't just go into him and be oh, like... I feel like Kylo's grown, though. Like, that's why I like him so much. I feel like he's the only one who is growing as in... He's, he's grown the most. Yeah, I think he's just growing in a... I don't know. He's still bad, is what I see. I'm like, he's still running the First Order. Like... Yeah, but what sort of shade of bad? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's that's what I'm... I, I think is what this movie is telling us, is that it isn't just he is the ultimate evil in the fucking universe no, like yeah. Vader was, you know? Um, and, he, and then Vader had good in him as well. Like, I like the bit where he hesitates to kill Leia. I like the bit where he won't kill fucking Rey and he's and he's going to kill Snoke. Um, but to me, him killing Snoke was more of a beneficial thing than, um, like, obviously he was getting, he's killing him because he's siding with Rey, but yeah. it, it also benefits him, you know, because now he's in charge. Yeah, I just, uh, it's just like, a, that, that was one of the only moments I disagreed with but didn't hate. It was more like, oh. But, like, for me, that one of the... One of the things I, I didn't like, right, this is an overall issue I had with the film entirely, is that the f- people don't go anywhere. While Kylo, yeah, like a lot of the twists, because this film is riddled with fucking twists, but a lot of the twists end up being unnecessary. Like they just end up being there for the sake of like a shock moment, but they don't have any impact, right? Like Leia gets blown, the f- oh man, that fucking moment when she gets blown out of the ship and Superman's back in. Oh my god! I threw up in my mouth. Did you like oh, that? No, I loved it. Oh no! Oh, I was like, what? Okay, the- I loved. Okay, I'll tell you why I loved it. I loved it for a few different reasons, and I can understand why it would be lame. Also, but we do have to take into account that Carrie Fisher has passed away, and this was, you know, her last performance. So when that happened, first thing I thought was, oh, this is how they get rid of the character. You know what I mean? Like they, mm. she's she's out in space. She's floating away. It's got this really pretty shot of her freezing up. That's a nice little send off, and a reason for the rebels to be pissed, you know. But then yeah. she fucking Supermans, <laughs> Mary Poppins it, and all of a sudden forces back into the into the uh, ship, and I was like, oh fuck! So that twisted to me. Like I was I was so sure that was where she was going. That's she was done. And for her to come back, I was surprised by it. So I, I didn't see that coming. And my next reason why I really like it is she's the other one. She's the other Force-sensitive person. She's supposed to be, you know, if Luke didn't work out, she was going to be the one. You know what I mean? They bring this up a lot in um, Return of the Jedi and at the end of Empire, I'm pretty sure. And they never go into it. Like, what does she do? How, how is she Force-sensitive? We've never seen anything. And the only time that she sort of did anything was when Han died. And she sort of, you know, senses that he's not there anymore. But they never go into how sensitive she is. So to actually see her do something using the Force made me so fucking happy. Because... I feel like they've just dropped the ball with this character. Like, Jedi should have... She should have been fucking doing something. You know what I mean? Like, in Return of the Jedi. And because she didn't, I'm, I'm left, like, feeling, well, why even set up the fact that she is Force-sensitive besides it being a convenient thing for, you know, this is how Kylo Ren has come about because, you know, it's the, the Jedi blood. I get it. And it would be cool that it was cool that she was force sensitive. I just think that the actual way she was was very disappointing. It was just out of like, 
It, it, I just felt like it was tasteless. Like, that's my issue with it. Like, <laughs> she gets blown the fuck up out into space. Like, she's floating in space and floats back to life in a way. Like, she, like if they showed it in another way, if she, like, I don't know. It, it just, of all the ways to do that, it just didn't seem, and it didn't seem Star Wars to me either. That was the issue. I've never seen an, an, an element like that. It just, like, was so off-putting for me. I Like, even... It was just weird. It was just fucking weird. I was like, what the I, fuck? Like, I'll, I'll agree with you in the fact that they should have set up more of her being able to manipulate the force in ways before yeah. this. So this would have been more solidified. But, um, you know, that is that is my issue with the Leia character and how they have set her up is that they didn't do that. But to actually get something, I thought this was a cool way to do it. I Yeah, I, I didn't. But I think, again, it's just opinion, <laughs> I guess. But like... Look, I want to bring up two characters, Rose and Purple Hair. Why the fuck are they in this movie? What reason do they have to be in this movie? Why wasn't Purple Hair Leia? That's all I thought the entire time I'm watching yeah. it. I'm like, why isn't this character Leia? Why did she not tell anyone her plan? Oh, I know. What the fuck? The whole storyline for three of the main characters is based upon her not communicating her not a simple point. <laughs> it's so idiotic. And it actually literally puts everyone in danger Finn and Rose achieve nothing. They do literally nothing the entire film. And it's all based they try. on this woman. They, try. they actually fuck over everyone. <laughs> like, they end up fucking over more people. And then, like, like, like purple hair is a pain in the ass. Hold on. Shouldn't... I don't understand why she's there, but fucking Rose, man. God, I hate that character. She was fucking insufferable. Why am I watching a character want to be a hero? Like... That was it. Her character was was this, the Disney sprinkle to me. Like when I'm watching mm. the film, I'm like, she's there. She's like, she is appealing to this demographic that has been introduced. She's like the new millennial demographic. She was, she's yeah, she was very Disney movie, ethnic, uh, ethnic, Disney uh, Channel movie. Yeah, you know? ethnic woman wants to be a hero, wants to achieve stuff. I want to be a hero, and all of her lines are corny as fuck. She's like Peter, like this fucking pro-environment, save the horses. Bro, you've got hundreds of fucking people on a ship dying. Who gives a hot shit about your llama horses running around? <laughs> fucking do your job, you dumb bitch. Fuck, I hate her, man. She's fucking stupid. And then Finn's like, oh, hang on, guys. It's all good. I've done nothing the entire film. Let me just do one great thing. And actually, like, what a twist that would be if he kills himself in the end of the film. Let me do one great thing and blow myself up. And Rose is like, nah, bro, it's all good. I got you. Saves his life. Puts all these people in fucking danger. Like, you're an idiot. You're a fucking <laughs> stupid idiot. Fuck, uh, I hate that. She should just... What the fuck? Why? Anyway. Okay. So, Rose, I... um, I Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Stupid. You're not wrong. When you put it like that, she's fucking dumb. It, it feels just like ticking a box to add a character like that. Like, she doesn't even have a cool name. Her name is Rose. It's so boring for a you're Star a, Wars name. Like, even like Road... Or rogue, yeah. or something. I don't know. But that aside, um, I, I didn't mind her, and I'll tell you why. You know, I don't know if you remember, but I fucking hate Finn. I yeah, think Finn you straight up hate him. Yeah, I remember. is one of the worst characters that has ever been put into this 
fucking galaxy. And the first time I watched Force Awakens, I didn't mind him. I was like, oh yeah, whatever. But then the more I've watched that movie, the more I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst written fucking character. It's just... It's like a fanboy went in and wrote this character because he says dumbass lines like, that's one hell of a pilot! Or yeah. keeps going like, woo! And like, he's just unjustifiably excited about everything. And I, what I want to see from that character is the Stormtrooper side. That's what interested me about him originally is the fact that he's a defector. He, he was programmed as a fucking Stormtrooper. He grew up being told that the First Order is the way of life. And that never comes into it ever. Like he has yeah. no struggle. He's just instantly a hero, and that and is what no pissed talent. me. He's got no skill either. Like they make him out to be a janitor on the first order, yeah, and it's like, yeah. why would you do that? Like, wouldn't it be a better character if he's like this hard nut? Like I have seen some fucking shit, bro. Like war veteran, you know? Yeah, yeah. And okay, because I have read the EU, there is a book that uh, goes into where. Poe, Ray, and Finn were before The Force Awakens. And Finn was one of the best in his class. He's actually really good with blasters. He's got the best shot. He would get, like, high scores and all of the training and whatever. But then, you know, when he goes out on his first mission, which is at um, in Jakku at the start of Force Awakens, he freezes up and doesn't like it. That's all good. But that's not in the movies. Like, you know, I had to go read a book to be told that he is a good fighter. And we always see... Like, later on in this film, he's, like, fighting Phasma and he's just fucking kicking all kinds of ass. And it's like, but that's not justified from what we know in this, in this, these movies. Anyway, I just think he's shit. He's just been, like, accepted into the ranks of this rebellion and they trust him. But he's a fucking ex-stormtrooper. Like, why were they so okay with him just coming in? I don't know. It makes also, me Also, he's just an idiot. He does nothing in this film either. But I, it's mainly just the fact that his his lines are lame. Like, when he's fighting Phasma, he's all like, come on, and yeah, oh, oh, and I'm yeah. like, oh, damn it. But he does do that fucking awesome thing that you just said where he goes to sacrifice himself. Yeah, and, it's the um, one moment. That redeemed it for me. Like, that made him into a character for me. Now I want to see where this character goes because I know that he was willing to sacrifice himself to save this rebellion. But the thing with Rose, I kind of like that he has somebody to attach himself that isn't Ray, because I felt like the Ray-Finn relationship felt very forced to me. It felt very like, uh, like they got to have some sort of love interest or some sort of respect thing here going on. And, and it was even the same with Poe. Like, I feel like he was just besties with these guys Yeah, for instantly. no reason. And there was no development there to make me want want that to be a thing. <laughs> so now that he's over, you know, fangirling about Ray, and he does, he's not going to just fuck over everything to run after her, he's now actually has a legit love interest or at least a good friend that's kind of, I feel, on his level. Whereas, you know, I, I honestly would have rathered it was Poe and him going to yeah, Canto Bight. Yeah, I Bite. fucking agree. But... You know, if Poe has to stay on the shit for whatever fucking reason, I don't understand why. But he, um, if that has to be the way, like, I'm glad it wasn't Ray and and Finn because, like, Ray's too important. <laughs> she's she's so much higher than him, and I want him to be with like a grunt on his level, if that makes sense. And and Rose was literally just you know guarding the escape pods, so yeah, she but- really is a nothing. 
in terms of like importance in the galaxy but it's kind of fun to see these lower characters doing things and this might be coming from my eu obsession at the moment as well like i like seeing what the little characters are doing and i really enjoyed that whole scene on on canto bite even though it, it eventually doesn't lead to anything the canto bite thing's really cool because i'm reading a canto bite book at the moment oh my god <laughs> You're so uh, far yeah. deep. You're so deep, But man. the other thing that I really liked about Rose was, um, you know, we get that great scene at the start where her sister dies, which was fucking awesome. What a fantastic scene. Yeah, the bit where she nearly drops the uh, the detonator. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she drops the bombs. I thought that was such a cool scene. Oh, my God, that was cool. And and I, I, I think because there was, I sort of had an emotional connection to this random Asian girl getting killed at the start, and it was such a heroic feat to come back and her sister be something... I guess I expected her to be a bit bigger, but um, I don't know. She was fine for what she is. Just just for the fact that she solidifies Finn in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought it was poor writing. Like, introducing a character that we haven't seen before, but then giving her nothing. I don't know. Like, when Benicio Del Toro was introduced, I'm like, here's a character I want to see on screen. Mm. Here's a character I want to see develop and evolve. She, they're interesting, but instead I get this, like, fucking Disney, I want to be a hero too, but... I don't have superpowers, so I can't be... Oh, actually, I can. Also, I love fucking horses. Goddamn. Like, <laughs> fuck you, man. And that, that whole thing, that whole plotline bothered me, not because it didn't achieve anything, but because it felt like a Disney film. Like, they go, and then they, they're riding horses into the moonlight, and I was like... <laughs> yeah, true. I was like, what the fuck? And then she yeah. frees them, and she's like, now it's worth it. And I'm like, fuck you, man. It was fucking worth it before, you piece of shit. Don't be so fucking <laughs> Yeah, ignorant. only to save the, you know, the now universe. Now it's worth it. Oh, they treat them like shit. My I, Like, why is there so much backstory in this character when I got Poe Dameron on the goddamn spaceship who got no screen time in the first one and he's just having an argument with purple hair. That's his mm. whole thing. Also, yeah, why, is... why was he not like? He would have been so good to see him and Finn oh, get along because, like, God. they you know they they have a history. They escaped the first order together, and yeah, and apparently they're best buds according to this movie. Be, so why it, aren't they doing it? It'd be good to see Poe actually do something for once, rather than fly a spaceship. I was gonna say, like, is that great scene at the start where he's blowing yeah, all the but, turrets up? Like he's not he's not a character. He's just a guy, you know. I am surprised that they haven't made him because he's one of the big three, right? But yeah, it really it really does um, eventually become the ratio in this one, and the other two just get to do little things. Um, like you no, said, like, like the whole Finn thing is yeah. just like a, an add-on, really. But um, like Finn, Finn always talks about doing shit for Ray at the start. Then he totally forgets about Ray. And, like, is all about, like, helping the resistance. But there's no, like, actual development of any relationship except for him and Rose. And I think that disappointed me because I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Rose. Like, she should have died. She should have fucking died, man. She I thought she did brutally die. Murdered. Um, yeah. I was surprised she that they brought She should have died because imagine Finn, be like, becoming a character with fucking meat to him because he's, like, this girl who actually respects him dies. Like, yeah. wouldn't that be a moment of, like... Yeah. Oh my god, like, I feel for you, man. Mm -hmm. I also I wish... I did feel for him when I thought she died, and then they drag her back in, and she's apparently still alive. Disney sprinkle, baby, Disney sprinkle. Gotta add that Disney <laughs> sprinkle to it. My issue with purple hair is, who fucking cares? And why is this character so incompetent? 
and they make her out to be a secret genius the whole time because her plan was actually yeah smart. there's no there's no fucking uh reason why she's being so ambiguous like poe is the best fighter that they have the yeah. be- like he's obviously up in ranks and i i assume there's some sort of history there and and she doesn't like that he's been given you know so much um respect and and access to everything within this little rebellion like the fact that she just wouldn't tell him like why not just say hey this is my idea and then you know if poe's pissed about it he can he can throw a chair or whatever but like (laughs) of course he's gonna get pissed off if you're just gonna say oh look we're just gonna keep going ahead with this plan where we're just out of reach of the first order and we're just gonna keep going until we run out of fuel like there's no fucking reason that would ever happen why would a leader do that like especially to a respected pilot i don't get it yeah and it's Um, just like i don't know even then i'm like why isn't this leia like why isn't any of this character leia they even set up at the start that leia and poe disagree wholeheartedly and then they put her in a coma and i was like what why like well the way i thought it was was a passing of the torch for one thing um but then also that there is another commander within this thing and i didn't mind her like i thought it was cool to see somebody new it was just a a really strange ambiguous way of her being but um i i really really liked when she sacrificed herself at the end but did you think that might that would have worked better if it was leia Fucking, yeah, I did think it. Like, that was the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, this is a cool scene, but imagine if it was Leia. Like, the, your heart would melt. Like, mm. you would just like, like especially oh. now. Like, it would be the perfect send-off. Like, but I have to assume that, you know, she was going to be in the next one. Um, yeah, they shot they shot all of it. and then. But even then, why couldn't it have been Admiral Akbar? They say Admiral Akbar died in the bridge. He's a character from the original trilogy. Oh, He's yeah, a character yeah. people care about. He's a character that could have played that so well yeah yeah just somebody with with grip because like why set up purple hair holdo if she's not going to come back and they give her all this like fucking like oh she's a really seasoned general and she's so secretive but really awesome and all this attention i'm like guys you're making a sequel trilogy you have to pay homage to the original trilogy this is not start fresh this is what can we add that's going to bring even more value to this universe? And bringing in the character that we're meant to care about, making her the most punchable fucking person on screen. Thanks, Rose, you get down a rung. And then, like, having her be this badass was almost insulting. I was like, sorry, do you think I'm a fucking idiot? Like, that wasn't okay. And the whole time, I'm like, if because Leia was written, like, to be a big part of the ninth one. So I think that's what they were doing. But well, I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why yeah. not make it Admiral Akbar? Like, why not? Couldn't it be him? He's a seasoned general. It, you wouldn't yeah, even have to it, explain much. You would, yeah. and there would be audience members who are like, "Oh fuck!" Like, but Admiral Akbar's really cool. I'm so conflicted. Like, who's right? Who's wrong? But instead, it's like, "Yeah, fuck this purple head bitch. She seems like a real cunt bucket." It's just well, like, yeah, like uh, I, I did come back around with her because it was such a great, um, you know, act of selfishness, uh, selfishness. Uh, and you know, there was a really cool visual of her just going hyper speed through that fucking. Also, uh, why didn't why didn't like the other thing I didn't understand is like there's heaps of moments where ships are like being chased down. Why don't they just do the same thing and like kamikaze the fuck into these big massive ships? Because that was like a, it almost seemed like a like that could have been an option a, a lot of times. In I always universe. thought that they you know one of the uh, first order ships could have just like hyper speed ahead of it, it and turn around 
Yeah. Like and be able to shoot into the front, which had no shields. But I don't know. I quite like the tension of it, you know, them just being out of reach the whole time. I, mm. I thought it was quite cool. Also, the kamikaze bit. Man, I've got a lot of issues with this film. The kamikaze bit was cool. But Finn and Rose are on that ship and Ray's on that ship. And you're like, oh my God, they're on that ship. Oh my God. But none of them are fucking affected by it at all. They're like, up. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Up. Oh. You don't even see Ray leave. Ray just leaves. No, uh, yeah. And Finn, it fit. Rose is like, come on, let's go. Stormtroopers in full body armor are fucking butchered. <laughs> and Finn and Rose are, are just like, oh shit. Well, that's right. the way their effect is. It allows them to escape, right? And then it allows for us to see Phasma die, which yeah. is my issue. I have, I have, like, I've got two big issues with this film, and not including the ones that you've talked about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not all of my issues, but I yeah. like, you know, all of those ones. I'm kind of like, you know, as as you've probably heard, I've I can overlook them because they're fine to me. Mm. But Phasma. Now, the Boba Fett of this trilogy, to a T, good God, have they not treated her like they treated Boba Fett? Because we all were promised that we were going to get more Phasma in this movie. Mm -hmm. And because she got fucking nothing in Force Awakens, she actually gets put into a garbage disposal unit that we don't see. So we didn't even get that, but she's the reason that the shields go down on Starkiller base and blah, blah, blah. She's this badass looking bitch in a fucking chrome stormtrooper outfit, has this flowing cape, is just so fucking cool, but they don't do anything with her. Now, I have gone and read the Phasma book, which goes into her uh, like backstory. (laughs) Of Of course you have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and this is why I'm more pissed because I I put so much time into this character. <laughs> I I've read the book which talks about how she used to live on like this really desolate planet where basically every day you could die. There were other tribes that were always trying to steal their land and blah blah. It was this whole thing, and Phasma was the best warrior of them all. And anyway, short story: Brendel Hux, who was the um, General Hux's father from you know the redhead dude from this, mm. he crash lands on this planet and basically sees sees like potential in in phasma and says like oh you should become part of the first order and what you see from phasma is that she's always willing to sacrifice people to you know get to a better position yeah um so she basically kills off her whole tribe to be you know to be able to go with brendel hux to go up into space and then she eventually kills him as well to get higher um in the ranks and you know basically just fucks over everyone to become the best stormtrooper um but she's always about herself and then there's i also read there's a comic about phasma that is set between force awakens and the last jedi and you see her escape from the, the garbage disposal unit. You, you see her escape Starkiller base, but she goes back and erases the data that showed that she was the one that put in the, 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 the code, code to take down yeah. the shield, um, but sees that one other person has seen this code. So she tracks that dude down and fucking kills him. And it's super cool. And she's super badass. And then she's not in this fucking movie. Yeah, it's, um, it's garbage. And they treat her like garbage. Even her scene is shit. She gets hit in the face with a taser rod and she's like done. And I'm like, what? And also, what the fuck? Why is every single villain in this movie just reduced to nothing? Yes. Like, why, why is Phasma not this merciless fucking badass? 
Why which, is yeah, which is what a- she's supposed to be like, and that's what like I know this, and she sort yeah. of looks like she should be that, but nothing in these movies points to the fact that she is this merciless badass. No. You know, she's just she's just butchered like nothing. It's stupid. She gets man. beaten by Finn. Yeah, in a fucking sword fight. Get yeah. real, man. Like, and again, no- like if you'd built up the fact that Finn was a really good fighter, maybe. But that's yeah. never really brought up too much. Uh, like, and again, wins- I know it because of the EU. And I know that Phasma is fucking unstoppable. So even then, it should have been a better fight. She has the whole, like, her fucking mask gets cracked. Like, what does that mean? Does yeah. that even... Why? Like, so I know that-, that means something because she never takes her mask off. That's the thing in the books. Like, she, she's always got a mask to mask her real feelings and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean anything in this movie. It's so fucking bullshit. I'm so Just pissed off. Straight like up, they, like... They, they fucked up with Boba Fett in the original trilogy. Fucking fix your mistakes. Like, you have stupid. such a good opportunity. And she's got to be dead. Like, surely she's not coming back from falling into that, into the fire. Well, I don't know, man. Leia should have been dead, and she fucking floated right back in. So we'll see how we <laughs> yeah, go. True. But yeah, true. it was disappointing. That was a big issue. Well, talking I... about, um, you know, fucking over our villains, um, my next big issue is Snoke. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, why is it that they make him out to be this fucking insane guy and he just wants to murder Luke Skywalker? Mm. Holy shit, what's the backstory? Where does he come from? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Dead. 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 He's dead. He's fucking dead. Why? So, I went back and listened to our Force Awakens review the other day, and we were both, like, giddy with excitement of what this fucking Snoke dude was going to be. Because yeah. they put so much mystery around him, and he had... And it- <laughs> Like he's in Force Awakens, he's a giant hologram. Like, mm. is he a giant? Is he a midget? Is he like what is this? And even earlier in this film, we see the giant head come out, and it's like, oh fuck, man! I can't wait to see where we go with this character. And then it literally just cuts to him sitting on a throne, and he doesn't even look good. He's a fucking horribly created character. He looks fucking stupid. He looks like something out of a bad Marvel movie, like a bad Marvel villain that doesn't mean anything. And that's eventually what he becomes. Yeah, he's. Uh, it was so disappointing. Like I was so disappointed. I I love the death. I think the death oh the way he great. dies is great. But if it had like if this dude had kept, you know, building as this mythological yeah. beast that can't be killed, for him to get killed in that way would have been great. Why Why wouldn't they? Why didn't they put more attention into him during the film? Why did they give so much attention to Purple Bitch and not attention <laughs> to fucking Rose and not this <laughs> looming villain who's going to be fucking murdered at the end of this film? He's not even a villain. He doesn't do shit. Why He's do such you a, like, just... a wannabe emperor clone. It's not even funny. Yeah, like, and they just pathetic. couldn't think of anything better for this guy. Like they had the build up. They had. Where's, what's the backstory? Yeah. Why is there no backstory to this character that resents Luke Skywalker and mm. wants to build Darth Vader? What? Like... Well, that's what I want to know. I want to know where he came from and how he got to Kylo Ren to convert him. You know what I mean? Because that's the whole deal. Yeah. With, with why this this Luke and uh, Kylo fucking rivalry is going on is because they talk about how Snoke converted him, him, right? It's how? It's so stupid. I, I don't understand. Like, what a disappointment that was. And that's a huge fucking error in the plot too because it's like, sorry, what? Like, <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? And then Ray and I, Kylo... I actually was like, had my hands up in front of me, like, questioning... Ah, this is what you're gonna do with Snoke, like yeah, you're just well, gonna I... let him let him just be this like bad father who beats on Kylo Ren, like no. 
I, I love the I love the scene. I think the scene's great. I think the the scene that like everything that happens is fucking awesome. But I I don't like what it meant. <laughs> like yeah it, yeah. The one thing I do like that he said was like take that ridiculous mask off. You're yeah, not it's Vader. awesome. And that made me feel like oh this guy there's so much to this guy. Why is he like this? Snoke thinks he's better than Vader as well. He thinks he's better than the Emperor. Like why is he better than the Emperor? Oh he's not. Yeah. You know he's apparently the most one of the most powerful fucking Sith or whatever he is. And he can f make this like tether force mind thing in between Ray and Kylo. Can't um, see a lightsaber next to him though. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's what I like. I wouldn't, he know that there was intent there. Like, and I guess you could argue that, Oh, he, he thought about a lightsaber going off and it was going to be the one that kills Ray. But you like, if he's this good, you know what I mean? Like, if he's this good, he yeah. should have seen that coming. Also, the writing. Like, he's like, he will strike down his true enemy. Fuck off. <laughs> like, what a fucking piece of on-the-nose dialogue. Yeah, we know what's going to happen, cunt. We've been watching the same close-up for 30 seconds of the lightsaber yeah. turning around to face you, you stupid bitch. I just, yeah. Oh, man, that was disappointing. It was a great scene. Like, Ray and Kylo fighting was amazing. Like, it was so Yeah, when he well catches done. the fucking lightsaber and... and um, ignites it into that dude's face. Yeah. Good God. But but it's just disappointing. And like, again, it's just more of this film like doing these big cool twists, but they don't mean shit. Ah. And then like, this is what it feels like too. It feels like they're just whitewashing. Like Luke, right? Luke in this film, have you read and heard about Mark Hamill, about what he th feels about Last Jedi? He's like, I straight up do not agree with any aspect of what they're doing to the character. He's like, I do not fucking agree with any of it. He's like, from after Force Awakens, he's like, my character, like, I do not think he would do any of the things that they're making him do. And I was like, shut up, Mark. Yeah, he's like, I was like, shut the fuck up, Mark. You're a fucking idiot. You're not a writer. And I saw the film and I'm like, I do not agree that Luke would do any of these things. It is, it just felt so out of character, the whole thing. Like, Luke in Empire gets, or in return, gets told that Anakin, his dad, after he knows his dad, murdered thousands of people. And, and Luke is like, dude, I can't just murder my own father. Like he straight up refuses to kill his dad, who he knows has killed people. But in an instant, he sees darkness in Kylo Ren and for a second considers killing him. I don't buy that for a second. No fucking way. Would he even consider it? At that point, he was like, a tr like the best Jedi around. There's no way he would even, even think about it. He's, tr he's, he's literally overcome the emperor and darth vader but a kid who has darkness in him he's like oh no what fuck off no mm. way That's i okay all right yeah it did take me by surprise that that would would happen but the one thing i do like about it is is one of the key points that they keep hitting on in this film is it isn't as cut and dry as we think it is like he isn't this pure entity mm. Um, you know, he isn't all light. Even the best Jedi is affected by the darkness. You know what I mean? Even if it's for a second. No, absolutely. And, and, and I kind of like, I kind of like that. The only Jedi that I think wouldn't have those thoughts is Yoda. Because Yoda's a boss. Yoda's Yoda. But I, I just, yeah, I, I go along with it because I'm, I'm getting into this gray area that the movie is showing me. And, and I'm enjoying it for that scene. There's a few things that I, I thought were more out of character in like his comedy 
later in the in the film like you know or even early in the film he just like tosses the lightsaber over over his yeah, over his shoulder was... and stuff but i quite liked it because luke to me was never that good like <laughs> he was he's one of the weakest parts of the old films mainly because mark hamill just couldn't act back then mm-hmm. and um you can go back and listen to our reviews of those ones where i just fucking rail him but i like what he did with this character i like that he just doesn't give a shit and he knows this is what he what he's known for and he's and he's no i shouldn't say he doesn't give a shit because i feel like he really has come out far like guns blazing trying to to get make this the best thing that he can and mark hamill has evolved as an actor and and voice artist that he is kind of more comedic and he and he has embraced this more uh, comedic side of himself and i and i felt like Luke has kind of gone a little bit crazy living on this fucking island by himself. So he is a bit funny in the head. See, I don't disagree with you at all. I actually, I completely agree. I think all those things made sense, especially Mm. with the Disney sprinkle, because comedy is a fucking big hitter, cunt. But it's not even that. (laughs) It's like, for me, that that thing I was talking about before, if Kylo got up, was manipulated by Snoke, and butchered every fucking Jedi in there, and he went, Jedi lead to Sith. Anakin was a Jedi, he led to being a Sith. This is what the Jedi always do, they lead to darkness. I get that, you know? I get him resenting the Jedi for that. I get him resenting the thing that he's given his whole life for, for fucking over the galaxy again. But for him to be motivated to murder a kid, I'm like, nah man, get real. And the comedy stuff, like people are upset that he was like drinking that titty milk from that weird horse. And I was like, I was like, whatever. I don't give a fuck about that. He's a hermit. Like, that's yeah, he's just this weird to... dude. He doesn't care about fucking but, social norms. Like, I don't understand. I was just like, that's out of character. And then he's like, like, don't get me wrong. By the way, when I came out of this film, I was like, that was good. Like, that's my thought. It's this is days of Mulligan over. But yeah, I um, him astral projecting himself on the salt planet was really disappointing. Not because the scene itself wasn't cool. It was really cool seeing him survive and turns out he's not there. But he dies anyway after. Mm. Why the fuck would you do that? Mm. Like, what does what benefit? It's such a nothing moment then because mm-hmm. wouldn't it be more satisfying to watch Luke walk out that door and fucking tear down those AT-ATs? Like, he just shows his true power as a fucking Grandmaster Jedi, pulls his hand out and crushes those little cunts like they're nothing. And he's like, see, Kylo, I'm not going to fucking stop until you come out. Kylo comes out. He makes Kylo a fucking mockery. Like, makes Kylo the child he is. And then Kylo swings at him and he pulls a Ben Kenobi and fades into nothing. Mm. Wouldn't that be a better moment? Oh, even, yeah, you've hit you can even see there. him. You can even see him like he's standing there. Kylo's angry. He looks out. He sees the binary sunset. The audience starts crying because it's so touching. And then he disappears. Boom. Fucking beautiful moment. But instead, they kill him off once. He fades away and you're like, oh, okay, well, you know, that's cool. He's going to be around. Nah, he's gone. Why? Yeah. Why? That's, what that's exactly how I felt because I, I love the scene with him and, and Kylo. Like, I think it is just so cool. And even the lead up to it where the ATs are like, you know, they, all the firepower is destroying yeah. him, um, apparently. And then he just sort of brushes it off, which I thought was kind of funny. The showdown was great. Um, it, you know, we, we've been anticipating this because there's obviously a fucking rivalry between these two and um, Kylo's got some harbored feelings that he needs to bring out and it was cool. And Luke just being on the defensive the whole time felt like a very Jedi thing to do. So yeah. I never for once thought that he wasn't there. 
Um, apparently, if you look really closely, you can see that he's not no making footprints. footprints. Yeah. Which is cool. I didn't notice, but I'm, when I watch it again, I'll look out for that. It was a cool twist. The lightsaber goes through him. It doesn't affect him. You're like, oh, what fucking Jedi trick is this? It's actually that he is astral projecting himself there. Very cool. Exactly what you just said. When it came back, I was like, oh, he's going to be around now. So what does this mean for the rest of the saga? Is he going to actually come and try and put Kylo on the straight and narrow? He's seen that there's good in him. Can he do it? So many questions came up. I'm like, so many options so many possibilities and then he just floats away yep and i lich i i actually was like what the fuck i actually voiced it i said what the fuck i am so pissed off at this i'm so upset that this is the way they kill the biggest star wars character it feels underwhelming like it's unsatisfactory to me like, and I don't particularly need him to die in a blaze of battle or whatever. And and Ray actually voices what I think we're supposed to feel is the fact that He's he finally prince. disappeared with, you know, he died with purpose. He wasn't sad and upset at the world. He actually, he could, he could let himself die now because he felt like he'd done what he needed to do. He had, he's apparently put Ray on the right track. But why and- couldn't he fucking do that there? Like, why not? It's still that's, the same that's exactly shit. my my point. Like it, it feels like if you're gonna have this twist and then come back to this and then then let him do it, like I I don't for a second accept that he's just letting himself go. There's still so much more to do, yeah. <laughs> and that's and what like, I was excited about. It's such bullshit, and like it frustrates me because at the end of the film, I'm like they're just whitewashing it. They're just washing away everything the original trilogy did. It's not an ex- it's not a sequel trilogy. It's a new trilogy. They just get rid, they got rid of Han, Chewbacca is nothing, C-3PO and R2-D2 who are literally the fucking protagonists in every Star Wars film, they're in every single one. They've just thrown him to the fucking side for this little soccer ball cunt who can harness an ATST bullshit. Anyway, they just whitewash it. And I'm like, why? Why are you getting rid of the original trilogy? You're not extending from it. Even shit like Snoke. Even shit like Kylo Ren, that's Han Solo's child. That's literally Leia and Han Solo's child, and it doesn't mean shit. It's mm, just a fucking yeah, it doesn't plot come device. Up at all, and it's nothing. He oh, except the his... fact when he faces off with Leia, obviously. Yeah, but it's like, st- like, where's the? That's the. That should be the drive. That should yeah. be the. What we're watching is this kid resenting his uncle, resenting Leia, resenting Han. Not, I don't like them. Fuck you, man. It's stupid. And Chewbacca is a chauffeur, shows up for a comedy bit, fucking is in the ship flying with Ray. Why isn't Chewbacca a big part? Why aren't they showing how much resentment he has for Kylo? Why mm. isn't he there fighting along? Like, yeah, it's true. just like, these are, it's like, what have you, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Because instead, they're not making a good story. They're not bringing in awesome characters. They get rid of awesome characters like Benicio Del Toro. They get rid of awesome characters and like development. Instead, they bring you fucking Ray's and Purple, Ray, uh, uh, Ray, Rose. Rose and Purple Hair. And it's like, why? These characters are shithouse. What the fuck are you doing? And then on top of that, the big fucking question, who the fuck are Ray's parents? Who are they? And we get told, they're no one. Are you actually fucking kidding me? Nah, that's not... I, I don't think it's that obvious. I think that's just um, Kylo sort of deflecting I reckon, a little bit. 
Yeah, I reckon it's a red herring. I reckon we'll find out that she's a Kenobi in the next one because the Kenobi film comes out in 2020 and this film comes out in 2019. So that's what I think. But it frustrates me because I'm like, even if that's a red herring, that's such a lost moment. Mm. Why? Yeah, could... And it's just, yeah, it is, it is just brushed over in the way that he says it too. It's, it's not even like, even if it's a red herring, why isn't it not a big deal? Why isn't it your parents are no one? Instead, it's this, oh, they're no one. Yeah, they're nothing. But you mean something to me. Fuck you, man. Like, yeah, but I get that as a, like, this is just a Kylo thing. Like, I definitely don't believe that for a second. And I'm not really that pissed off at it. I just, if she, if it doesn't come up, I'm going to neck someone. It, yeah, it's if be. it doesn't come back, I'll be pissed. And then we it's, can agree on that. It's got to be though. I just, I'm disappointed it didn't happen in this one. Like that, yeah. that bit where like, and I sort of saw, I, I swore, I was so excited, man. Cause that was the big thing. Like, is she a fucking, cause Kenobi, in my opinion, she can only be a Kenobi. There's no other option. If she's well, a Skywalker. Well, just, there is, um, according to the way this film is going. And yeah. I, I kind of don't mind it. I, I would like her to be to, connected to someone. Um, it doesn't particularly have to be that's why she has the force, but like I need... No. Like they've made such a big deal about her parents. They need to be somebody. But, you know, at, at the very end of this film, we see that little kid grab the the broom using the force. force yeah. And that to me shows that, well, fuck, of course, there's other force-sensitive beings in the world other than anyone who is the blood relative of Luke's god. Yeah. Because the, that's the way the... it was when the Republic yeah. were around. Like, you know, there was all these other Jedis. They, they found them. I get, the, like I get the message, like I understand the message that they're trying to do and like the meaning behind that statement. But for me, I'm like, come on though. Like you've made a big deal about it. You had a fucking flashback scene where Ray sees her parents fly off. Like mm, don't mm. put so much emphasis on it if it's not a big fucking deal. Yeah, She's don't, got a, and don't just blindside the, the audience like that. The only satisfying one for me could be if she's a Kenobi. If they turn around, she's like, you're a fucking Kenobi. I will cream my pants. Because the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy is about Obi-Wan more than it is Anakin. Like, it's about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he's the best goddamn character. If she's a Skywalker, I'd be disappointed. She can't be a Solo, because I'd be disappointed. She can't be Chewbacca's kid, because that's fucked. So I'm like, it's got to be... She, like, it's got to be a Kenobi, man. That would just... And, like, there's a scene in this that, like, I was like, that's got to be foreshadowing, where... Luke's watching R2 play Leia's message where she's like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. She says it again. She's like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And then it cuts to a shot of Rey asleep, mm. a close-up. And I'm like, bro, that come on. Like, she, she's the only hope. It's got to be Obi-Wan Kenobi, bro. Because yeah, maybe. There's, they're making a Kenobi film. It's coming out in 2020. I don't see why they wouldn't connect them. That's a very smart thing. Like, yeah, yeah. You may be onto it, but this is the problem in this film is that Ray doesn't get any kind of fucking development, so we don't really further ourselves with her at all. All yeah, we know she's is, is that she's Sue. fucking apparently just super OP when it comes to force connection, even though she hasn't had any kind of training and, and doesn't even get trained by Luke she's Skywalker. She's a, a fucking moral angel. Like that's the thing that fucked me off. Is I'm like, holy shit, am I going to see Ray? abandon the Jedi. She can still be a hero. That's my whole thing. She can still be a hero. She can still wield a lightsaber. She can still use the force, but she doesn't have to be a fucking Jedi. Like, like show me the conflict. And they dive into it a little bit. You see it. She goes straight into darkness and it's this real trippy scene. Literally has no effect on her whatsoever. She's yeah. straight up. Is it? She's straight up in the same position she was when she started. She still loves a Jedi, still wants to be one. And like when Kylo offers for them to rule, she doesn't even hesitate. She's like, nah, I'm out. And I'm like, 
what? Come on. Like, you're a fucking Mary Sue. Like, you straight up Mary Sue the shit out of this. Everyone criticized her in The Force Awakens. Like, she's a Mary Sue. She can do all these things already. I'm like, I don't really care. Like, yeah. See, in Force Awakens, I could kind of go with it because I... And, and I, I'm going to give them a gimme. They don't actually ever go into this. But, like, I just assume that she has been... Like, she's obviously been Force-sensitive her, her whole life, but wasn't aware of it. Mm. And she's obviously a really good fighter. So I just assume that she has been using the Force un, you know, unwillingly to become better at just surviving in Jakku. Yeah. And um, and that's cool. Like that's a that's a certain amount of training that's gone into it. So I can I can accept the fact that she can fly a plane really well. I can accept the fact that she can wield that bow staff like a boss. I can accept all this, but she still needs guidance. And that's always been a Jedi thing: is that they take fucking years to train, yeah. and like for her to get none, she only gets one little meditating scene on the on the rock, and it's all very cool, but eventually it just doesn't go anywhere. It feels very uneventful, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and she has all this unrelentless power, and she's just like, no, nah, I'm a good guy. That's what yeah, fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. And no, like, I don't even care about the whole good guy thing, but I just, she, she's been put on this pedestal. Luke Skywalker feels he can just die now because she exists. Yeah. Why? Like, I don't feel like I've been told why she's so good, you know? Like, it's like they're just telling me she's this good good uh, character and she is, she's never going to go to the dark side and all that sort of thing. Like, I, whatever. It, it just doesn't feel justified. And it seems like a waste of time doing this whole island scene with her back and forward with Luke and it not to build her character, you know? She's exactly the same as she was at the end of Force Awakens. All this attention to this fucking dark hole in the ground and nothing comes from it. Like, she's Mm. straight up in the darkness, like, in dark side, and it's nothing. Especially in a a movie where they are talking about the grey area. Like, for her to not really... Every character, every good character is told basically like, you know, being good isn't actually being good. It's not that simple. But every character just stays good. They don't develop. Poe is like, oh, you were right all along, purple hair. Finn's like, oh, they sold weapons to rebels, but that's okay all along. Benicio Del Toro, Ray's like, oh, this is pretty fucked. Doesn't matter. I'm the same. It's just like, (laughs) why? Like, what the fuck? What? Oh, it's just uh, oh. again like how is she so good? I just don't. It's I, I don't like. Uh, she's the chosen one or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, even Anakin had to train for years before he became Darth yeah. Vader. Yo, this is my all right. I'm gonna say this right just before I forget. This is my how I think it should have happened. Okay, this is the last half of the film. This is what I think it should have happened. Right, the ending. Sorry, the ending. So Kylo and Ray they just killed Snoke. Finn's on the ship right? Rose died tragically at the very beginning of the film. Horrible. It's awful. Snoke's dead. Kylo's like, yo, bro. Oh, also, Leia is the one that kamikazed. So, purple hair's out. Leia kamikazed. Heartbreaking shit. Ships in flames. Kylo's like, yo, bro, let's get the fuck out of here. Fuck the First Order and Resistance. Leave them alone. Ray's like, but dude, they're gonna fucking, like, the First Order are gonna murder the Resistance. You have to call them off. And Kylo's like, I'll call them off if you run away with me. Ray's like, okay, fine. Finn, being in literally the same ship as Ray, which is never ever addressed in the film, runs up, finds Ray, and sees Ray run off with Kylo Ren, 
Finn's like, what the fuck, cunt? This is awful. But we all know Ray's really doing it because she's trying to save the resistance. Finn goes back to the salt planet. He's like, man, it's fucked up. Ray straight up ran away with Kylo Ren. Like, she's a traitor. She's awful. She's the worst person ever. Tragedy. Fucking First Order is still coming in because Hux doesn't give a fuck about Kylo Ren. Bringing them in. Luke actually shows up. Fucks the AT-ATs up. Makes a mockery of them all. And dies in a field of glory. The resistance escape. Similar ending, but a little more to it. That's yeah, how I think just, it should end. Yeah. It's just more motivations streamlined. feel more justified. Yeah. Kylo's, I still think Kylo would be a bad guy. Like, I think if episode nine came about and that was the idea, Ray would run away and Kylo would get angry. But making, I don't know, I just feel like that, the only reason I say that is because I'm watching it and I'm like, why didn't those things happen? Like, I feel like Ryan Johnson wrote them in and then they were taken away. Like, I feel like that ending for Purple Hair was for Leia. I feel like Luke was meant to be there. I feel like, I feel like all these things were meant to happen. And he had the ideas there. And the, the, and the execs were like, nah, like, you have to keep it friendly. I don't know. It was, it was a bit weird. I don't have, like, huge issues with the way it has gone. Like, it, we, we have, we've been sitting here and bitching about it a lot. And I'm actually realizing that I had more issues than I thought I did. The more we were discussing yeah. this, but there, yeah, it it seems like the obvious way to go. Like, just make just make everything justified. That's all I want. Yeah, that's what's come up right now is these motivations and development of these characters aren't making it feel as justified as I would expect. But I do want to talk about some good stuff right now. Yeah, how good was it seeing the Yoda puppet again? Yeah, that was fucking great. That was such a good scene. Yoda was that awesome. was probably my favorite scene in the movie. What a great scene. Just seeing the teacher and the student come back together, even though, you know, Luke Skywalker is supposed to be the big dog now. It was just so good to see that dynamic back in force and just how fucking wise Yoda is. God damn. <laughs> He's so good. And that puppet looked great. And he blows up the tree and it's like, you know, move on. He's so fucking wise. I loved it. And I also really liked those little Porg things. They were adorable. Oh, did you like them? I was like... Oh, yeah. I didn't really feel for them, but they, they were okay. I liked the nuns. They were fucking cool. Yeah, like they, yeah, they were fun. Like, all those little creatures. Mm. And this is what I think that this this movie did well, is it, it really... Uh, it, it was more world-building than plot-pushing, if anything. But it was cool to see all these different worlds. Like, I loved going to Canto Bite. I'm reading this book about Canto Bite right now, which is similar to that Moss Eisley Tales yeah. um, book that you love. Um, and there's four different stories of different aliens that are in the background of that scene, which has nothing to do with the plot of The Last Jedi. You know what I mean? It's just people yeah, going about their there. own world. That's it. It's the beauty of Star Wars. That's the thing I love about Star Wars is the world. Like, yeah, the big, the Skywalker saga is great. Don't get me wrong. But it's just really cool that there's so much more lore to this world than first meets the eye. And seeing these little porgs and seeing these little nun things and just just things that exist in the world, it's just fun to see. Even those horse goat things, it's cool. Like, what creature is that? Where does that go? And I'm, I'm reading a story right now about a stable girl who's looking after those horses. So it's... That's all really well done. And I think they've just, they just know how to make cute shit as well. Like this is very Disney. You're talking about the Disney sprinkle. Like BB-8 is so Disney, but I fucking love BB-8. BB-8 is so cool. 
and porgs are so cool and the fact that they're like nesting in the falcon yeah. <laughs> that fucking scene where chewbacca's eating one of them and that yeah. one's just looking up at him <laughs> It gets so dark. I love it. God damn. Yeah, it wasn't. They weren't terrible at all. Yeah. Um, I don't think. I actually, I, ne- I, I'm kicking myself now because I, I nearly bought a pop vinyl of a Porg at Supernova a little while ago. And I was like, oh, nah, I don't know. I don't even know what that thing is yet. And I've got too many damn pop vinyls. They're just taking up too much space. And anyway, I went away to another stall and the dude then told me there that apparently they're super rare and were worth no. like a, a lot of money and this guy who was selling it obviously wasn't aware of it and it was like 15 bucks or whatever and so i was like fuck and i went back to get it, it was gone but oh, yeah, no. that's that's where the porgs are in right now i don't know how legit that guy's claim was but i was still pissed about it and now i wish <laughs> i had a porg um because they're adorable and i want them more in my life now i've got one more issue that i want to bring up before we wrap this shit up it's going back to the kylo luke relationship um, that whole bit with the, uh, you know, the flashbacks and the different ways we see that, um, Luke was apparently going to kill Kylo Ren or whatever. I'm still not sure we're getting the whole story there. Um, and I fucking hope we're not because what yeah. the hell, I where so were the Knights more. of Ren? Yeah. What the fuck? I wanted so much more. Why are they like, what the hell? Like, like the way get- that they talk about it in the force awakens is it was like a fucking genocide. Yeah, it was massive. <laughs> like he, he killed all the he killed all the Jedi. Like yeah. the only Jedi left is Luke Skywalker, who was teaching all these Jedi. He had a school, and there's like a, a field of dead bodies. Why do we not see that? Yeah, it's what? insane. Yeah, I what is that? And now was... we don't even have Luke around, so I'm assuming that is well, it better come back. In yeah, the next it was one. it was such a disappointing moment because I was like, "Fuck yeah, I get to see all this shit happen." I don't see anything. I'm like, "Man, what? I was so keen for that." Like. I was so keen to see like all that shit go down and like yeah. Kylo taking people. I think the Knights of Ren have been um, like almost whitewashed. I think those guards that were surrounding Snoke are sort of like meant to be their replacement or something. Uh, because the way I took it was it was pretty much the Knights of Ren that began the First Order. Yeah, they they were like they were like his the Jedi he took. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so where are they and how are they not a thing? Like, somebody's got to come. Somebody's got to be the big bad That now that Snoke's not there. It can't just be Kylo, you know? It'll be be Hux, but Hux has been made into a clown, so, you know. Yeah, which I didn't mind. I kind of like it. Um, I've been, again, reading all this EU stuff, and I just love the the power plays that go in between the, uh, like, Imperial guys or the first order guys like they they're never actually about the cause they just want to get higher and you know there's that part where hux is like yeah you think you're gonna you know control my army and then kylo's like nah mate and it's i like that shit and i i thought yeah. i liked that he was kind of made into a joke because he he just gets so flustered <laughs> i just i just didn't like it because i was like man i, I want to watch a villain like i don't want to watch a yeah like but a- then he'd just be talking you know yeah, Tarkin was never angry, though. Hux is a grumpy cunt. Well, I guess that brings us... Uh, we can bring back that segment. The uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's do it. The good. What's the good? My good is Yoda. Your good's Yoda? Yeah, that Yoda scene was on point. And just having him come back as this puppet creature was perfect. My good is... um. That scene with Kylo and Rey, it's badass as fuck, and I love it. Yeah, that was my close second. What's your bad? Uh, I'm going to say... 
the purple hair bitch and her entire storyline was really bad. <laughs> my bad was the treating of Phasma. Oh my god, I fucking hated it. I put so much time into that character. My ugly? No, you're ugly. You're ugly. My ugly is Snoke. Snoke was just a shit character and what they did with him was bad. Yeah. Um, I'd, oh, I just can't understand why they make humanoid CGI characters. Just make them puppets, yeah. Makeup, please. What's your ugly? My ugly is fucking Rose. Holy shit. <laughs> I fucking hate her. And you know what fucks me off is every single review I've read, they never criticize her. Do you know why? Because they would get slammed if they did. Ethnic woman? No fucking way you're touching that character, bro. No fucking way. Sorry. God damn. <laughs> she was so terrible. Like, she's such a bad character. She's so poorly written. Nobody will slam her in reviews, and it fucks me up. So I'm like, this is the generation we live in, people. You have to be that politically correct. It's killing creativity. Fuck. Uh, I don't know. I don't think she's that bad to get slammed, though. Like, she... She's kind of pointless, but like I get, I like her because she validated Finn for me, so I'll give her a pass. Well, we know how you feel about Rose, and now I'm very interested to find out how you actually feel about this movie. You're the fan, but you seem the most pissed off as, of the both of us. Nobody's ever angrier at a Star Wars film more than a Star Wars fan. And yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I came out of this film and I was a little conflicted. I was very tired. I was like, yeah, it was good. And we were talking about it. And I was like, this something doesn't fit right. Because when I came out of Force Awakens, I was like, holy fuck, yeah, that was cool. But I, I don't think this film is very good at all. That's my honest opinion. I think it's long. I think it has 30 different endings. I think the writing is inconsistent. I think there's a lot of plot holes. And every good moment they have is like a twist and it, it has these elements of being like really exciting and awesome and that always leads to a disappointing conclusion. And that fucks me up. Like race parents and just Snoke and all these things and like why? Like why is nothing justified? And I am quite frustrated at that because I really did want to love it. I was so keen for this film. Like I was, I was like, it's going to be the best one. It's going to be better than nine. It's going to be better than seven. It's going to be better than everything else. I can't wait. And yeah, it wasn't. I didn't, I didn't think it was very good. I thought it was a bit shit. And I don't, I don't, I don't think it's like, people are saying it's like worse than the prequels. Get fucking real. Go and watch the prequel trilogy and then have that, like that conversation with me. Cause that's not true. It, it just isn't a very good movie. There's no like development within relationships. Characters don't end up anywhere. There's no difference. It just, I don't know. It was disappointing. I'm, but again, it's Star Wars and I fucking love Star Wars and I can't hate it. You know, like I can't hate Star Wars. I can't come out of that and be like, I've never seen a Star Wars film again. It's not Marvel. It's fucking Star Wars. Like I have to love it. So I, I like, there's just the, the, the universe it's just awesome, you know? And I want to find out more, and I hate that I do, but I'm giving it a three out of five. See, I was like you when I came out of uh, this as well. I, I walked out, and I was like, fuck, that was good. But there was something just sitting there, and I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it because I, I, I went back over the plot in my mind. I'm like, fuck, I love everything that happened in this. Like, I don't really have too much of an issue with things plot-wise, and world building wise, I liked it. I think they treated some characters unfairly, Phasma and Snoke, but I don't really, you know, hate things that like, there was nothing that grated me like 
other films can. And I walked out of Force Awakens, I remember thinking it was the best one I'd seen. But I think what they did well with Force Awakens was just give us that nostalgia kick. Mm. And it like, okay, we're, we're restarting Star Wars. And this is what you loved. This is basically a new hope. Here you go. Fuck yeah. And the more I've gone back and watched Force Awakens, the less I like it. Like, I still think it's a great film. Again, it's Star Wars, so I'm always going to love it. But Finn pisses me off in it, and it is just a retread of A New Hope, so it is a bit disappointing in that way. But this one's a retreading of Empire um, in many ways as well. Like, you know, there's no particular win at the end of the film. The, the characters are all split up, doing their own things. You know, one Jedi is off training. It's... It's hitting some of the beats, but it doesn't feel as uh, replicated as Force Awakens does. And I'm also, I've also been very interested in the opinions of um, The Last Jedi because it's either you love it or you hate it. Have you noticed that? Like, I, I haven't yeah. really found too many people meeting halfway like you just have uh, because it, they've either been very disappointed or they've walked out loving it. And so I've had to contemplate on this a lot. And um, this, this conversation has actually uh, brought up things that I, I wasn't aware that I was annoyed about or, or that I loved. So it's been an interesting review and one that I've really enjoyed because I've learned something about myself. And that is the same thing as you, is that it's fucking Star Wars and I just love it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Like the movie's not like, yes, there is a lot of problems. There is a lot of problems going on here, but I don't fucking care because I got lightsabers and I got a really cool world. And although this doesn't feel as like big as The Force Awakens, like it doesn't feel like a complete film in terms of, you know, they beat the big bad at the end and fucking whatever. This is more of a character piece and, and they have built characters here that I'm I'm happy to see something. Like, I, I, I like Finn more now. I love what they did with Kylo Ren. They didn't build Rey as much as they probably should have and I'm a little bit annoyed at that. But, other, like, it's, you know, this this is the second act of a story. This is leading up to the final act which is episode nine and although i'm not a hundred percent satisfied with that because i do want a complete story here this is a build-up for episode nine this is nothing more and nothing less <laughs> you know yeah. like at the end of this film the rebels are at the smallest and most vulnerable that they possibly could be but I'm so excited to see where that goes. And that's the way that the movie industry is now. It's so episodic that I'm I'm just going with it. So I give it... Oh, I think I give it a 3.5 out of 5. I was going to give it a 4. But after this conversation like and, and highlighting a few of the no negative aspects, it's not quite as strong as I think it could have been. Um, which makes me really sad in my head though because I gave Force Awakens a 4.5 I'm pretty sure back in our review two years ago but hype man hype getcha you yeah. know if we were reviewing this after I walked out of Jedi I would have been given it fucking a 5 <laughs> so it's good to contemplate on these things I think Rogue One is honestly the best one so far that's my opinion. Oh, thank you. Every, man, I've just been revisiting all of them. Actually, I went back and watched all of them again before mm. watching this. And I love Rogue One. Yeah, it's fucking like, awesome. I love Rogue One so much. The more I watch it, the more I like it as well. And I've been having a conversations with like my 
my Star Wars friends, and they all hate it. What? They it's think it's the boringest one of them all, and it's I'm like, dark no, and there's it's so honest. much power play in it. Yeah, so it's much... dark and honest and gritty and real yeah. and well-written. Like, yeah. It's the one that I, I think in my head I want, like, I could go and watch that right now and yeah. be fine with it, whereas I would struggle to get all the way through Force Awakens in a, a, a screening so close to watching it a week ago. So Yeah, yep, yep. Well, there we go. We've got a review in the bank. It's been a couple of months and it's been fun to get back into it. Mm, it has. We'll, we'll, we'll be popping up. We'll be popping up. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the deal, guys. We're, we're probably not going to go back to our original um, weekly reviews because it, it's just too much. What we're going to do is periodically we'll come back when there's something worth talking about. Like we couldn't not come back for Star Wars, right? No, it's, it's, you have to. We have to chat about it. We'll be, we'll, be, we'll be around. Don't fucking worry. All right? Stop calling me a pansy, Nadine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but we still need your help. So please get on our Facebook. Start sharing that stuff around again. Tell us what movies you have been watching. Uh, tell us your feelings of uh, The Last Jedi. And if you totally disagree with everything we've just said. Tell us what movies you're excited to uh, see that are coming up next year. Fuck, it's going to be a big year. Good God. We've got like the Black Panther movie. We've got a Tomb Raider movie. There's, um, have you seen the trailers to that Ready Player One? Yeah, it looks cool. Oh man, I've read the book of that. It's the best book I've ever read besides Jurassic Park. Uh, we've got a Han Solo movie. we got fucking Infinity Wars, man. And that's only in the first half of the year, so... Yeah, there's going to be plenty to uh, be watching at the movies, uh, but tell us, which, which one are you most excited about? Get on the Stitcher, get on the Podbean. That's it. Well, it's been a bloody good to- good time, and uh, 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 play the music, Fish. <laughs>Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Star Wars The Last Jedi, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The tracks Main Title and Escape and Finale are performed by John Williams, and the track The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly Titles is performed by Ennio Morricone. Ennio Morricone.